All right, my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast. We're talking staff evaluations with a twist. This is going to help you be a better doctor and accomplish your goals. So listen to it. Find out why. Office talk. Closing thought of the episode. You want to hear this. The Ultimate OD Podcast. Here we go. Welcome to Optometry, the Ultimate OD Podcast, building better doctors one episode at a time. Here's your host, optometrist and practice owner, Dr. Nick Lilly. All right, my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast, end of the year episode coming up here. We have maybe one or two, but this is something we need to hear before the year is over, and that's staff evaluations. Yes! Ah! I hear you just like cheering when I say this right now. How many of you are excited to evaluate the staff? All right. We look forward to that about as much as the uh, RX check for the engineer that has already had four visits previous because you never get them right. All right. We don't really look forward to that day, that exam that day, right? We don't usually look forward to this because, well, are you going to tell them the truth? Are you going to just tell them they did a good job? This is going to take a lot of time. I have to prepare. Yada, yada, yada. What I hear right here is you have neglected what you need to do all year and you're putting it right till the end and what you're going to do eventually, the path of least resistance, and it's avoided at all costs, right? Hey, good job. You did good. You're going to get this raise. Um, Cool. Yep. Let's go. Okay. I will tell you this, if what you're telling them now at a staff evaluation is the first time they're hearing something, you failed, okay? You should be giving feedback, communication, either through your managers or if you're small enough, by yourself, at least bare minimum quarterly. But they should know where they stand, what's expected of them, and what your mission is as an office, okay? If you're not addressing this, you have a culture problem. And I guarantee if you try to make a change, you're going to get pushback because they have no idea why, what, or how, or how it's going to affect them. If you can make your staff empowered to know where they're going and how they play a role in that, you know, you're, you're limitless in what you can do. Okay? So these things have to be done. Don't ignore this. Don't let your culture suffer because you don't want to have transparent, honest conversations with your staff. Maybe other doctors too. I haven't got to that point because I'm a solo practitioner at my office, but when I have other doctors, we're going to have conversations as well. All right. Evaluations are for anyone and everyone that works in your office. You are the owner, you are the CEO, you have to set the tone. So number one, I want to make sure you remember these things. You have to be honest. Okay. This doesn't mean that you have to be rude. It has to be confrontational, but you have to be honest. If you are just pumping them full of air and you don't believe it, you're setting yourself up for failure. They're going to get false expectations of where they stand and they're going to be blindsided when things don't go well down the road. Well, you just said I was doing really good. You said this was good here. What, what changed? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you give me an opportunity to make a change? If you would have told me, I could have changed that, right? Be honest, okay? Also, in this thing, in these conversations, on a day-to-day basis, your staff 
needs to know you care. Not just about your office, not just about these policies or your patients, but about them. Okay? Everything you do has to be cast through the light of making their jobs better, their lives better. And when that happens, everything, all, you know, rising tide raises all ships. Their life's better, everyone else's life is better as well. The doctors, the patients, co-workers. So find a way to cast all feedback through that lens, okay? So this is my general outline when I'm having uh, evaluations for my staff. Use it, take it, or, you know, take what I have and modify it to fit your your culture. But these are the keys that I think uh, a good evaluation will have. Number one, establish how do they feel about the past year, all right? You don't want to dwell on this, but you do want to look at the past. Why do you want to do this? Well, number one, it helps you get a feel of how your messaging was received, how it resonated, right? You hear or ask them what they thought they did well, what was going on last year, uh, and what their thoughts were. You're going to know if you hit the mark or if you missed, all right? This is going to be very good for you planning for the future for the office. So see what they did. If there's a disconnect, don't dwell on it, but that's good for you to have feedback or have in the back of your head for the upcoming year, okay? Unless there's a huge issue, I don't dwell on the past. I want to address it, kind of say, hey, what do you think? Get a general feel. And then from there, we we move on. Now, remember, there's two parts to this. Don't just focus on the office. You know, I want the office to be discussed, you know, does the uh, intent of what you were trying to do, does the intent of what they say, their goals, match with what you saw, okay? Does the intent of your motivation resonate with them the way you want it to? Office, absolutely. But you have to address personal, okay? See how they're doing in their personal life. If you can help, that's awesome. Help them out. There's a lot of things that you'll find out that they're trying to do that because they share with you, hey, I can help you with that. How can I help you get there? This gives them more incentive to be a better worker for you. You're trying to help them be better not only in the office, but in their day-to-day lives. It also gives you insight to things that could be an issue, right? Like if they're thinking, you know what? Just right now, you know, had kid number two, everyone's in school. It's just been getting really hard with this or that. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, if you can help them out, great. If you can't, okay, you just keep me in the loop. Like your family comes first or if you're like, you're not a family comes first office and you're like, this is an issue, you can address that. Is this going to work? Can I help you find another job that's better for you? These are conversations that, believe it or not, they might be wanting to have with you. They just don't know how to bring it up. So address their personal life as well, okay? So after you talk about the past, how things went, personal office, you got to address job performance. It's pretty obvious why you want to do this because you need to make sure they're doing what we want them to do, okay? But this is also where you can find out the disconnect of expectation of what they think they're supposed to be doing and what you think they're supposed to be doing. You're going to be surprised at how many times they think that X, Y, or Z is the most important aspect of the job and you could care less if that's getting done, right? If that's the case, you just need to reprioritize. You need to lay out what their value system should be, okay? 
there's a lot of times when you're like, man, I need to hire another person or we're really inefficient. And it's because you haven't given them a roadmap. Right here, you can find out what they think they're supposed to be doing and then redirect them if they're going in the wrong wrong direction, okay? Now, again, with this, I think it's great for you to kind of go over the job, but walk down item by item. These are the things that I expect you to do within the, like say, optical. I expect you to know how to do these things. Uh, we don't push transitions, but AR coding is something we want. We want to avoid $0 frame sales. So using their own frame or getting a not, a, an option that's covered with the insurance. You are actually failing in this. Why is that? How can I help you out to be better there? Do you understand the values of AR? Right? Oh, they, they didn't know that. We thought we, you know, we just wanted to buy glass. We didn't know we actually wanted to get a frame. You know, they didn't understand this. Okay, you can outline that. Um, when you're going into, you know, front desk work, we really need you to be preparing this many charts. You haven't been doing this. Oh, I thought my job was to be working on patients. No, no, that's what the tech's going to do. Or Sally's going to be doing this. You are actually here. You're going to help them realize what their job role entails. And you're going to find out there's a lot, there's some things on there that they really don't like doing, but other people in your office do. You might have to shift the seats on the bus. You have the right people, but you can reconfigure the job description itself to match their strengths and weaknesses. So these are things that as you're going through this conversation, you're giving them an evaluation, but by getting feedback from them, you can now plan what you're going to do in the first quarter of next year. Okay, so don't be afraid to get into detail, find out what they like and don't like. And if it's a hard, hey, you have to do this, make that known. That's where I say be honest, be transparent. And if it's not a good fit, it's better you find out now than playing around this person and having them quit, you know, three months down the road because you didn't address this. Okay, so right there, we talked about the past, personal office, we assessed their job. We kind of laid out their job description, help them prioritize what they should be doing, find out what they like doing, what they don't like doing. Now you want to talk about the future, okay? What are the expectations? If you've done your planning, you know what your vivid vision is for the next three years. You know the metrics, the KPIs you want to hit in 2023. How do they fit into this? Let them know. Clearly set the tone for where you're going and how they're going to help you get there. And then as you go through quarterly and you're evaluating or as you go through monthly or weekly, I don't care how you do it, they have a barometer that they know they're being measured by. This is a good way to keep them motivated as the year goes on or keep the managers on top of them to do what you need to do. Stay consistent, but set those expectations. I also like to talk about personal goals. Okay, this I kind of address when you're finding out, you know, how they feel the past year went. When you find that out and you're setting expectations, this is a time when you're like, hey, you know, you're looking for, oh, you're having trouble with, you know, being at home with the kids, having time with that. We actually are a little overstaffed. Would you be interested in going out to part-time? That could be a win-win situation. You have a trained, motivated staff member. You don't have to hire someone else. They're not leaving because they didn't think, you know, they thought they had to be full-time or not. And now you're making it a win-win for both of you. This may or may not work, but it's it's good if you've helped catch that and you apply that. So find out what their personal goals are and then do what you can help out. Say they want to volunteer more. Well, that's awesome because we want to be more active in the community. What 
what causes motivate you? How can we make the office like help you achieve your goal of volunteering more, but also get us more active in the community? Now you have a new role that you created for a staff member. They want to do. They're fulfilled. They're going to be more motivated and energetic because this is one on their to-do list and your office is better for it. So these are ways you can make your office better and you're not t- looking at the X and O of the business. It's the outside stuff that can be really cool and that w- that's what makes you unique compared to the guy down the road. Okay, Professional goals, you always want to set the tone. This is where you can really drop the hammer on them and be like, hey, this needs to get better going forward. No more exceptions, that's where you're at. Or you can get them really focused. Hey, you're doing great here. Let's move to the next level as an office building this dry eye center. Every single one of us is going to be a dry eye counselor, and we're going to know this like the back of our hand. Are you in? Let's go. So, again, professional goals, that's you making sure that your vision is being conveyed to them and they know their role in it. So this is this is the fun part. This is you training your team for the big game. Okay? You go over the playbook. You go over the plays. They know their roles. Now you can hit the ground running. You have to have this conversation with them. And then when you have team meetings, not only are they individually taking what you say and applying it to what you talked about in that meeting, but as a team, we're all on the same page. We're all rowing in the same direction. Okay. Now for office goals, I like to give, so we have that big vivid vision. We have their individual goals, office goals. You need to know your KPIs. All right. Know the things that matter that you're going to measure and you can have a scorecard in the back. Hey, we are going to grow our dry eye practice. In order to do this, we want to sign up in the next year, 12 people that get IPL treatments for the course of four months. All right, that's a goal. And you guys can work towards that towards the end. Hey, are you guys talking about the benefits of this? Are you out there uh, telling your friends and family about uh, dry eye, its causes, symptoms, etc.? How can you get them on board, right? Have a thing that you want to, uh, a target number that they can work towards. As an office, we are going to have 75% AR sales, right? You start posting, hey, this is where you are. This is where we are as an office. We hit this goal, we get this, Right? I don't care how you motivate them, what it does, but you have to have a scoreboard, KPIs that they all can buy in on, they all can see in real time, is going to help them be better for it. So again, I like to get a gauge of how they respond to those KPIs. Because sometimes I've had staff members that if I said that AR goal, they're going to completely be turned off. That is not what we are. We are not selling. I don't want to do that. Okay, cool. Cool. So when I talk about this, I'm going to talk about how we need to be better for the patient. Too many people are getting macular degeneration. They're not having proper sun protection. They don't have the money for it. But you know what? The AR coating also blocks UV. Our goal is to get more people the sun protection they need to prevent macular degeneration. So by getting the feedback, getting the you know, barometer, the temperature of the room, I can set my goals to fit my office culture. Right? You see how I do that? You have to make sure that these conversations are two-way streets. You know, you're telling them what you need, what your goals are. They're gonna give you feedback. You're like, okay, that's cool. Let's let's reconvene or then at the next office meeting, team meeting, you can put out, out there what their goals are and you'll have a sit-down breakdown for what they are. So 
realize this is a dynamic process. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I want to do. If you're hard and fast, be hard and fast with it. If you're trying to get a, a gauge for how they're going to react, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And then you can adjust and adapt to make sure that you utilize these skills, talents, and abilities of what you have. So that's why you should be looking forward to these staff evaluations. It's not necessarily always telling them what they did good, what they did bad, but it's a perfect planning tool for you to utilize the resources around you to achieve the goals you want for the following year. And then now you have a a foundation so you can meet with them quarterly as you're evaluating what you're wanting to do as an office, as your personal goals, you have metrics that you can kind of move to help you get there. Hey, you know what, Sally? We we thought we wanted you to do more of this. We're actually pulling you off that. You're on this project. You're doing so well here. This is where we need to go, right? You can adapt and adjust, but you've had these conversations, and then when you move them or switch them, it's not a foreign, like, you're not blindsiding them. You've had the conversations, and it just tends to go better. So communicate, communicate, communicate. After you have the staff evaluations, it is never over. This should be an ongoing dynamic, living, breathing process that you do all throughout the year. So try it. See what you think. Let me know how it's going. We'll have more for you next week. All right, my friends, a little office talk. So I'm excited. My staff's excited. I went to Vision Expo West, said, hey, I'm going to start a dry eye center. Now, the cool thing about this is I had no intention of doing that when I went there. I went to a lecture in Jay Binkowitz, pretty good, pretty uh, well-known consultant, did a lecture on the future of optometry, where is it going, and how are you changing your practice to get there. And it resonated with me. And that's really cool because you never know where motivation is going to come from. The best way to find it, though, is to constantly be seeking information, constantly be trying to get more and more outside perspectives, especially from people outside the optometry industry, right? Jay is not an eye doctor. He doesn't really know that stuff, but he knows business. And he was giving me a business perspective on things. From there, um, I've read a ton in the industry and optom in you know, optometric journals, etc. But I've also been reading a lot of stuff about small businesses. And it's amazing how much stuff is out there that applies to what we do. We are kind of naive in the fact that we think, oh, we're optometry. What happens in restaurants? What happens in retail? What happens in manufacturing? That never, that doesn't apply to us. We're a very unique, you know, business. Well, the fact of the matter is, Business is honestly pretty stinking similar. We're all trying to do different, This we're all doing the same thing slightly differently, but the underlying backbone, the principles are all there. So make sure that you are seeking wisdom from outside of optometry. Don't be caught in just reading journals and stuff there. Get outside, have alternative interests. So whether it's sports podcasts, whether it's cooking podcasts, whether it's, you know, business wars or, you know, whatever your fancy is, I guarantee if you get to the nitty gritty of whatever your your fascination, your interest is, you'll find things that can apply to what you do, 
Read about how people train for pickleball. Read about how people train for uh, to work out. How they stick to fitness goals. The science, the psychology behind that. And you're going to find, whoa, that's, that's how I need to motivate my staff to keep doing X, Y, or Z. That's how I need to motivate my patients to be more compliant with what they're doing. We have an amazing profession because we are well-respected doctors that people come to us to get our opinions, right? Think about that. They are paying money to get our opinion on their health, their life. Are you using that to one, better them, but two, make the most of your talent, skills, and abilities? Right? Think about that. We're afraid sometimes to offer or make a recommendation because, oh, we, it costs money. You know, we need, what, are they going to get mad if I tell them they have to do something and it costs this much money? No, they're paying you to get that information. Whether they walk through the door is up to them. But if you can give them compelling arguments that this is going to make their life better, some way, shape, or form, they're going to do it. If you're too afraid to tell them, send them to a doctor that will at least give them the information, right? So realize the power we have. Realize, realize that we're not that unique. Take information from all the you know, all the sources around us and be the best eye doctor you can be. That's the motivation I got right now. My staff is feeling it. I'm feeling it. Life is good. I know you're feeling it. We're at more office talk. Tune in next week. Where or oh, where has the time gone? We're to the closing thought of the episode, and I have a little uh, story for you. All right. So there's two people, and they're in a wood cutting challenge. All right. Yeah, I know it's weird, but yeah, wood cutting challenge. So they got these big uh, axes. And they have wood. They have to chop the wood. And the people that, uh, the winner is a person that has the most chopped wood. And it is a marathon type thing. It's not a short, uh, you know, 20 minute thing. This is a who can do the most in like six hours. Okay. So the first guy, slow, steady, he just keeps chopping wood. And he notices his competition every 20 minutes, he takes a 10 minute break. And he kind of sits down. The guy's like, what's, what? This guy is never going to do as much as me. And the guy's like, I'm just slow and steady. I'm just going to keep chopping wood. And sure enough, every 20 minutes, the other guy takes a 10-minute break. <laughs> so the guy's like, I'm I'm the tortoise. This is not even the hare. He's not even doing that. He's worse than the tortoise. He's just slug, snail, sloth. I don't know, but I'm going to kill him. All right. So they, they get going, and they get to the end, and... They look at their piles of wood, and my goodness, the other guy had three times as much wood cut as the guy that was just slow and steady. And he looked at him, and he goes, dude, how did you beat me? How did you do this? You took a break every 20 minutes for 10 minutes. And his response was, every time I took a break, I focused on the most important thing, and I sharpened my axe. And that, my friends... It's the beauty of what we're walking into, right? We are going to get some time away from the office, time away from the day-to-day grind, be with our families, be with the things that matter. And for you to be the best possible doctor, the best business owner, 
You need to take a break and sharpen that axe. All right, it's really easy. It's really corny to think about. But if you stay in the grind every single day, you don't take a break, you don't take a step back and look at where you can improve, let yourself mentally and physically recover, you're going to have a dull axe and you're, gonna, you're not going to get nearly as much accomplished as a person that takes that break. That's what I have. Dr. Lily out. We want to thank you for listening to today's episode and hope that you found a pearl to apply to your practice. We believe as a community, there is much wisdom to be shared. So if you have questions, suggestions, or requests, we want to know. Feel free to reach out to us via social media and leave a comment or email us at theultimateodpodcast at gmail.com so we can make this podcast even better for you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll catch you again next week. Thank you.